Welcome back to the Project E podcast, a weekly show where I interview emerging and established entrepreneurs and creators in the UAE and the region. My guest today is Saif Mustafa, the co-founder of Loop Cafe. Based in Al Maidan, Loop Cafe is an interesting concept cafe that serves the community in multiple ways. And today, Saif is going to tell us all about it, and he is going to share with us how he went about the licensing procedures with DED. I think this is going to provide a lot of value for some of you. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know your feedback by sending me a voice note through the link in the show description. Saif Mustafa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Thank it's you, really good to have you. Tell us something about you that we don't know. That's interesting, Mahmoud. First of all, I'd just like to like, thank you for having us on this podcast. It's my pleasure, man. And it's really nice that you're providing a platform for businesses with a story to come on board and actually explain what their whole idea and concept is. Because sometimes people don't understand what people are really doing in their business. They just think of it like as a direct consumer sales. But there's mm-hmm. a story behind them. So well, that's really exactly why I'm you know? starting this, man. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I think the, the, the initial days of starting any project is usually filled with so many things, like <laughs> reasons of starting. And this is full of stories that I, I aim to you know, capture in this podcast. And uh, people like you who have created something from nothing and uh, which we are going to get to on how you did it. It's something really exceptional, man. And it's it's my honor <laughs> that I'm hosting you here. And I'm grateful that I'm able to share it, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, tell us something. Yeah, so, something interesting, like an interesting fact would be, I come from a background of studying international business, like I was in marketing. Really? Yeah. Me too. No, I... I started, yeah, Master uh, in International Business in... In Sydney, yeah, I did. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was in London. Okay. So I graduated from Brunel University Mm -hmm. in 2015. And then that's when I moved back to Dubai. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I moved back to Dubai, we started to look for jobs. And, you know, you saw the market people. It was a really tough time. So, and then I just suddenly decided to jump into food. I love the idea of restaurants. I love the way they work. I love the idea of being able to serve something creative, something new. And that was the time when the restaurant industry in Dubai was really changing. Mm-hmm. Like we suddenly moved from just burgers and stuff to really creative concepts and menus and restaurants that are opening with new things, fusions and stuff like that. Awesome. So then I just picked up an internship, uh, worked with a couple of startup restaurants, cool. then uh, worked in a food truck. I was actually managing a food truck before. Really? Which one? <laughs> it's called Mimosa. My? Mimosa. Okay. So it was a really interesting concept on a take on the Indian street food samosas. Mm-hmm. So we used to do different flavors inspired from Jamaica to Africa to Europe and then always Indian flavors as well. So yeah, I used to manage a food truck. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Um, used to be in concerts, events and all these places. Really getting your hands into anything that can give you an additional skill, basically. Yeah. So... Yeah. As soon as I finished university, like I came out with the approach of gaining knowledge, skills and expertise as opposed to looking for a job that was paying more. So when I started out, like I worked internships, I worked low paying jobs, Mm -hmm. but it was just the idea of learning and picking up new skills that I didn't have before. Respect, because I think, yeah. I think it's really interesting for someone to go in that route, because what happens is that over the years you pick up so many different skills 
you meet so many different kind of people, you hear interesting stories, and that really inspires yourself as well to do something cool and creative. And these skills you can transfer into whatever you do, right? It's not... 100%, 100%. You the, can... These skills that you're talking about, they're not skills specific <clears throat> to that job or that industry or whatever you were doing, right? No, of course yeah. not. Yeah, you can apply these anywhere. It's just the idea of how do you do it. What are some of these skills that you're talking about? If you can just give us an example. Skills in terms of operational skills, especially. Like I would say the back end of a business, the strategy and the operations is a very important part of any idea, concept, any creative right. uh, approach. Mm -hmm. Because to turn an idea into a business, you need the operation skills. This and you got that, key. yeah, and you got that operation skills from? From working at Food Truck, I learned how to manage a business. It was a small business, yes, I know, but it taught me a lot of skills. Uh, moving on from there, like I learned a lot of strategy, how to do business operations, especially in the restaurant industry. Um, had a really great, uh, we could say, mentor. He was at the director at the time of the, in the company I used to work for, and he really taught me a lot. Awesome. Uh, having a mentor is, is something not many people have, I think. There's so much value to having yeah. a mentor. That's true. I think people... Did you seek out this mentor? No, just happened or it by just chance. it just happened? Just happened by chance. I don't really believe in the concept of just having one mentor or approaching someone and just following them. I think you learn a little bit from everyone. And the mentorship comes from everybody, if you think about it. You pick up skills when you work with anyone on different projects and you learn different things from people. Just the idea of a conversation with someone can teach you something you never knew. And that's exactly what you use a mentor for, to learn and be able to experience things. So the idea is that we pick up things from everyone. Like so when even today, like at Loop, like I learn things from my staff there, the people who work in the coffee shop. So we pick up things from everyone. For someone who's starting a project, I think that's an important mindset to adopt because there's so much that happens, right, in the first six months to a year and keeping an open mind and listening to all these people, right? Of course. It's yeah. very important. I yeah, think. 100%. That's how yeah. you learn and then you figure out things that you never knew and you learn parts of your business that you never knew how to operate. But how do you know this? Because you, know, you might be listening to the wrong people at the same time. So, True. But those experiences build you and you learn from your mistakes. So when you do pick up some things from people that maybe wasn't right, eventually you do learn about it. Hmm. And you learn from those mistakes and you aim to never make them again. Do you run these decisions by somebody before you take them or? Um, no, I just give it a clear thought with my mind. Uh, just have oh. a real idea and understand and then I make my choices. So how long did you stay doing these part-time jobs or you know, moving on? Uh, from uh, job to a job, acquiring these kind of skills. How long did you stay there for? Um, it was about almost four years. For four years? Yeah, so in, in the span of four years, like I worked maybe two internships, two jobs, and I learned a lot from different places, just picked up little things. Uh, worked up with, uh, started with a startup company actually into food that was healthy food for kids in nurseries. So that was a startup project, and I was involved in that with the founder directly. And the really interesting thing for me was I was really lucky that all through my those four years, all the jobs and internships I took, I used to be like directly under the founder or co-founder. Mm. So 
I picked up a lot very quickly. It was just that I had somebody in front of me that knew a lot and was able to transfer these skills to me. So that's where I picked up a lot of things. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I didn't work in a multinational or a big organization or anything like that. I worked all through startups and small businesses. And that's where I picked up the idea that, yes, eventually I'm going to do this as well. And alhamdulillah, now we have Loop. That's really cool. So how did the idea come about, man? Loop, tell us about it and how did it really start? Describe to us the time that, you know, you thought of this project and the moment that told you, like, now is the right time to start. Okay, so interesting. So Loop, as the idea and the entire concept, came about between me and two of my partners, which is Leila Mahajrani and Amshama, my sister. Mm-hmm. So three of us uh, have done this entire concept together. Okay. Funny enough, um, it was Leila who went across Maidan one day, saw the space, and then we were just talking, just a normal conversation over a coffee. Like, oh, it's really interesting. There's a cycling area, but there's nothing for the community. DX bike. DX bike. Yeah. So there's a parking. So there's a cycling track and then DX bike are the... So DX bike is done by Maidan. It's handled by Maidan. Okay. The entire area is under their jurisdiction. Okay. What DXP bike is essentially is the parking lot for the main entrance for the Nader Shippa cycling track. Now, this is the main cycling track in the city. Mm-hmm. Apart from this, you have... The track in Al Qudra, mm-hmm. but which is pretty far out and it's more for professional cyclists. So now the Shibir, the track was actually accessible to everybody in Dubai. So if you think about it, you're in the middle of the city. You have beautiful views when you ride. You have a really great track uh, maintained really well, and a lot of riders. And you have a huge cycling community in Dubai mm-hmm. that's growing day by day. That's true. And Leila saw this and was like, "Hey, why is there nothing for this community?" Why are they just left here? And that's how Loop came up. Okay. Uh, the so concept thought... built by itself. Like when we started to think about Loop, we started with a storage area, which was something that we wanted to highlight as unique in Dubai. We'd say we're the first uh, bicycle storage area that's available on a track. Okay. What happens is as a rider, you don't need to have the racks in your car anymore. You don't need to take your bike home When you finish work, you don't need to go home, pick up your bike, come back to the truck. You can just leave it there. It's kept clean, kept stored in the container right at the truck. So it's providing really good value to that community where they don't need to stress and be hassled by that bike, we could say. I've had people come to me and tell me that, you know, the idea of storage works so well because some people had troubles. Like, for example, one person told me that every time he wanted to take his bike, he had to take his child seat out of the car. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yani it, it's, a, it's quite a hassle, honestly. It is, to an extent, yes, because yeah, you have to keep that. And you notice, you can see the racks are pretty bulky. They're behind the car or on top of the car. And uh, these bikes are expensive, you know. You can't just keep them like that. They have to be taken care of, you know. So it's really nice, I think, that we've been able, given this opportunity, to have a concept like this. Yeah, which is in addition to the cafe that you're running as well. Yes. So we have Loop Cafe, uh, which is the second part of the concept. Basically, we're serving up really good cups of coffee for all the riders, getting them the caffeine boost they need mm, before the ride. Yes. <laughs> It's really, really good coffee. No, thank you. It's different. We're like, I could mention this 
we're not specialty coffee. Mm-hmm. Where the coffee we use is espresso based coffee. Mm-hmm. So the difference is that all the drinks that we drink from the cafe lattes to cappuccino, um, they're all made from espresso. They're espresso based drinks. So our coffee is a bit stronger, and that's why people like the taste. Specialty coffee is more for people that understand the flavors and the notes and want to taste different notes and uh, like of chocolate or mint and things like that. So yeah, that's that's the little thing about us. Just to go back a little bit, you mentioned that the way Loop started was when your sister was passing by through Maidan, right? Uh, Leila, my other partner. Uh, so when Leila yeah. was... She's just driving by. She was just driving by and she saw this empty land. And she saw How did cyclists. you know that this was available for lease or it was just empty land? What? We saw the parking, we saw the land and we're like, we need to figure out who do we approach. That was the first real hurdle we faced is that we need to figure out who did this belong to and where can we get permission from? Mm-hmm. Because... Once we came up with the entire concept, we were convinced and we were like, we're just going to go all in, all in and make sure that we try to get the space from whoever it is. You know, we did like, we were very determined. And then we found out um, through that the DXP bike is by Maidan. So we decided to approach uh, the Maidan leasing team mm-hmm. and uh, commercial leasing team. And we're like, hey, look, uh, you guys have this parking. Is it like, have you have any plans for it? What's What's going on here? And uh, they didn't uh, have anything for it. So then we just approached them. We're like, listen, we want to take this 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 simple sand area that you have that you're not using. Um, let us take it and bring you a concept that ties up this entire community and provides them services from top to bottom, taking care of that entire space because they needed it. You have over 200 cyclists a day coming in there and they have nothing. So what Loop does is it provides them a community feeling like everyone's together. Yeah, because that gives them, Loop does give them a space to meet up. Like, hey, let's just meet up at Loop, yeah. get a cup of coffee yeah. and uh, yeah, a bite to eat, for example. Because you ride as a team. A lot of people ride in groups. Mm-hmm. So after you finish riding with your group, you obviously like to stay back and have a chat, sit down, relax. Yeah. So yeah, that's Loop. Back to how we got the place. Mm-hmm. So... We approached Maidan. Maidan, finally, when we showed them the entire concept, uh, they loved the idea. They saw it as something new and interesting. And uh, they liked the fact that it's a local startup and we're doing something that will service that community they had, which they didn't have anything for previously. So conversations from the concept being made, like created, to the actual conversations with Maidan was within a span of four weeks. Okay. And then... That only took four weeks? Took us four weeks to get us the concept. And then uh, we approached Maidan. And then that's when the other hurdles of all the permits and approvals began. (laughs) Okay. Now talk to us. Talk to us about this. Because it seems seems simple uh, on uh, initially that, okay, there was this empty land. You approached the, the company that owns it, which is Maidan. You approached the leasing team. Gave them the concept. This is what we want to do. And we'd love to help provide your community value and create something meaningful, right? But And it took you four weeks. But then there are so much more, as we all know, when it comes to uh, licensing, approvals, and, and government authority 
uh, mazes that we need to navigate. And many people don't know or just cannot think of what the procedure might look like to get these approvals, who to speak to, which department, is it Medan, is it DED, is it, which is Dubai <coughs> Economic Department, which is Land Department, who, <laughs> so there's who so many and how and why and, <laughs> and how long? <laughs> so from the time walk, in the, walk us through it. Yeah, just to give you the timeline. So we started the entire idea first week of Jan 2019. Okay. That's when Loop was starting the idea, the entire concept was tying up together. Okay. Approach made on by the end of the month, um, got the approvals within a few weeks to go ahead with this project. Mm-hmm. And, and from by then, approval, hold on. Yeah. So by approvals, you mean you Maidan, gave them a deposit, like, something, made, yeah. you agreed on the rent and all these things, right? Exactly, yeah. You put a deposit. Yes, we put a deposit for the land. No license, nothing. You still don't have anything, right? We got our initial license. Which is the initial approval. DD, initial yeah? approval from DED. Okay. And then that's when we realized what we got ourselves into. Uh-huh. We were thinking it was a simple process and we were planning to be open by last Ramadan, to be honest with you. That was the Which is June or May? May. May, May. And we opened last month, end of Jan. It took us a year to get everything in order. Time. Now, if we go back, you got the approvals and then now you, you got the approval, you paid the no, deposit. Yes. Now, now we need to get the license. What happened? Now what happens? The concept, because it has so many different activities, we can't issue them with, within one license. So the idea is first, so you, how need many... a, you need to get a trade license. Okay. Yeah. To how many activities do I get? Yes. So you can get activities within the same category within one license. So if you're just an F&B outlet, you can get a restaurant license, you can get a food beverage license, a coffee license, etc. Mm-hmm. But then you can get a retail store license. Or you can't get a bike bike rental license within that. So we're currently operating with two licenses, and we have to get a third one now, actually, for the retail part of oh, it, which is coming so, up soon. So you don't you cannot keep it under all no, under one umbrella. Cannot because each activity then goes back to a different government entity. Because I had to get so for the cafe, I first got my approval from DED. And then once I get that, I have to get an approval from Dubai Municipality that does the entire kitchen inspection. Once I get that, I have to go back to DED and then get the final approval. Then then if you want to do the bicycle rental, bicycle store, you have to get approvals from the civil aviation. Sorry, not civil aviation, the civil defense. Civil defense? Yeah. For for, what? For the firefights. Sorry, for the fire extinguishers and the safety and the hazard. Okay. So... We had to get two different licenses. So we have one which is for the bicycle rental and trading and maintenance. And then we have the other one, which is the cafe. So it's two licenses. So that's what you realized when you first started the licensing process, right? Yeah. And so you got these two licenses straight off, straight away in March, April, or? No, no. We got them. what took so long? Because I think the licensing process to get a trade license, generally speaking, yeah. up to three weeks. You can get it three to four weeks. Three to four weeks, yeah. yes. Ideally, three to four weeks yeah. if you have everything laid out. Everything laid out. Yeah. The really tricky part is that the land that we're on, the parking lot, essentially, is not fully commercial land, so you can't be leased. So by, that's it. So, so let's talk no about. Ijari. So technically, there's no ejari on that land, so we can't open a new business using. So when you open a company or a business, you have to have a location. 
right? Mm -hmm. An office. Okay. So for if you open a restaurant license, you need to have a restaurant uh, leasing area, which usually, like for example, in the malls, is has an Nigerians given by Maidan or whoever they are. We have to work as a pop up. Oh, uh, so as a kiosk. Kiosk. So we work with temporary licenses, so which last to a year. Because that land is not commissioned by the Dubai Land Department. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's not commissioned within that. So they don't even have it on their map. As, com as, as commercial land. Yes. But then you can use these kind of lands for temporary pop-ups. So then what did you end up doing? So we had to open up a small cafe outside, but we don't really operate. We You're, use it for licensing. Are you leasing that one? No, it's just there. We keep it as a store. Okay. We had to get it to get the restaurant license, the cafe license, because we can't operate the cafe without having one previously because you're operating a pop-up. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it gets very complicated. All right. So you cannot get this land and rent. Uh, you cannot have your trade license basically uh, tied to this land directly because this land is not commercially approved, right? Yeah, Let's say. it's not done for commercial So use. you have to operate it as a pop-up, which means you went to another shop, you found another shop, leased and then that shop, that. put the trade license there, essentially, and then you, which is the restaurant slash cafe. Yes. And then from there, you got a, a permit to operate a kiosk. Exactly, for that restaurant. So apart from the licenses, we have to get permits. The permit, which is the kiosk permit. Yes. So that's another cost that you bear on because when you operate as a restaurant, we had to apply for the kiosk license to then get to use that space for the cafe. And then the bicycle, and then same thing. So now this license can't be used for trading in bicycle rentals, so bicycle that's, parts. That's things. one part. And exactly. then now you've got to do the whole thing again. Exactly, for another license. For another license. Yes, which became the rental. And so I have an office for that one as well. So you've got two separate yes. stores, which you are paying rent, right? Exactly. On an annual basis. And then yeah. you've got then the kiosk, the, which you are them. the land in Medan near the XP bike, the X bike and where Loop is right now. And you're paying rent on that, too. Yep. You're paying trade license and you're paying permit costs, kiosk exactly. permit costs. So there is a lot. There is a lot that goes into creating something like this. Like when you go look at it, it looks so... So the entire concept, the brand is so raw. I could say raw. Yeah. We used containers. We haven't done them up. We've Even the container we got to 40 foot, it has dents, it has things, and we left it natural. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to play with it. Uh, we wanted to keep that vibe that it's raw. and It's like a storage area. It's not something high-end or posh or things like that. So that old... The brand looks so simple from the outside. When you pass by, you see a container, you see a coffee shop, you're like, oh, nice. It must be a nice idea, a good business to run. But there's so much that goes into it. It's unbelievable. Like I did all of this for, we did all of this for a five by three cafe and a 40 foot container to serve a community. Where did you get the container from? <laughs> Where, did, you, did you build it for, or did you just buy it and then just from... Subscribe yard and we got it from it. Uh, from actually a company that builds uh, our Contain. containers and they sell them. So we got awesome. a container that was used previously and we took it. Awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's, uh, uh, it's very creative, man. <laughs> really very creative, but it's not as simple. But yet it can be done. 
يعني there's a, there's a way for it okay. okay there's the land there's the opportunity you've got the concept and then just you you went straight to the owner and then you just took steps and then figured out that okay no you need to do other things first you need to get the kiosk permit you need you need multiple licenses for all these things and for all these activities and so you did that too and then you went back to Medan and then showed them the permits and then you got started on the fit out or and the build exactly so so the build and the fit out can be done took three weeks we would say because the thing is that we've when you look at the place uh, you don't realize that it was just a sandpit yeah if you yeah absolutely it, yeah you know we literally had to, unless you've been there before exactly. you know what it was yeah yeah so it was just normal loose yeah, sand yeah, yeah. we had that's to, true put interlock and then we put grass and we did so many things and we had we did a lot of work all the pipes all yeah. the MEPs go from underground how um, much time did that take you to build to do the MEP weeks. work four weeks four including weeks, the build yes including the build the MEPs itself took about uh, almost seven days seven days because we had it's to run pipes from from the container to the cafe but that's not a lot yeah we got it quick we had a good team working with us got the project moving fast Um, so from from Ramadan last Ramadan to this last past month what was the hold up there if you want to mention that the hold up was all the processes actually with the government planning. activities planning getting the approvals because each step then had to be approved by Maidan drawings drawings and things like that we had to go back and forth then there was some changes again so that whole process takes time and then what we thought was We rushed into the project to make sure that we get the space, got the place, got it covered. And then we said, we're going to take our time to do this right. Nice. You know, we rather lo- work an extra five to six weeks, but do it right. We don't want to just come You in. booked the space, you got the place. No so, one else exactly. is going to do it. So let's do it and let's do it in a nice way. When, that, when we open, people... love the concept the brand the identity the whole thing the whole way we actually blend into the community that was Very really cool. important and it's all because of the team that we are like the three of us the partners our co-founders we really work well together because we all have different skills and different uh, things that we do which you, merge to work into one big team can you share what each person does of course yeah so Myself, I'm mostly into the back end and operations and things like that. I work with that. My partner, Leila Majrani, she is a very, very good, uh, we'd say, person, like communication skills. She's very good uh, with dealing with the customers, handling the staff, managing the place. She's been running cafes for a very long time. She's had a few of her own coffee shops before that she used to run. So she knows the front end entirely. And then we have my sister who's really good with the numbers and manages the financials and keeps our business on track, basically. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, of course, you need a financial guru. <laughs> of course. <laughs> behind every good, uh, behind every startup. Of course, it's the core. People don't see it, but yeah. So you've got the cafe slash restaurant. Yeah. You've got the storage. And the third is not yet ready. Can you tell us about that? So the third concept is actually we're doing a maintenance pop-up. So we're going to have another container come in mm-hmm. to the location. 
and we're going to build it and uh, it's going to be a workshop for the bikes. So Perfect. all these bikes need regular maintenance, mm -hmm. whether it's small things that they need to do before they ride or it's a major maintenance that they need after. Mm -hmm. That concept is that you can come in, put your bike in maintenance, go sit, have a coffee. By the time you finish, your bike is ready and you can just go home. Perfect. You know, no need to waste time, nothing. And if your bike's in the storage, you just give us a call, be like, hey, listen, I need to get my bike maintained. It needs to be, this needs to be done. We'll go and take the bike, do it for you, put it back. 100%. So simple. Love it, man. <laughs> it's really good. Like, I, how long have you been open now? We've been open... At the time of this recording. Is Today's the 19th, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we're it's, almost touching a month. We opened on the 23rd of Jan. 23rd of Jan. Yeah. It's, it's really cool what you're doing. You're actually serving the community. You're solving a couple of problems along the way, and you are doing, you're offering great service as well. Been to there a couple of times, <laughs> and it's... It's amazing. I love the table that's outside, by the way. It's one <laughs> of, still one of my favorites. Yeah. Really good coffee. And I genuinely wish you the best of luck, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. The fact that it was just empty land and you sought after it and you created something and, and you figured out a way to go around this whole maze of approvals. And, and even though you are running basically three different activities on land that is not even commercially <laughs> licensed. It's incredible, man. And for that, I wish you the best of luck, you and your partners. And what are your opening times? You're open every day, right? Yes, yeah, so we're open every day. Yeah. Uh, we open pretty early in the morning at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, to serve all the riders that come in in the morning because cyclists, are, a lot of them are morning people. So we get a lot of people that come in then, and we're open till 10 p.m. every night. Yeah. I'm serving up the evening casual people that want to awesome. come by and have a good cup of coffee anytime. Uh, we're located in Maidan at DXB Bike. You can follow us also on Instagram, LoopDXB. You can see what's coming new, special offers that we have. And whenever you guys want to come and just have a ride, casual bike ride, you can always rent one from Loop. Awesome. Lastly, what does success mean to you? Success? is going to sleep every night happy, knowing that you've done everything that you could that day. That's awesome. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, love the idea that you're doing, being able to provide a platform and a voice for so many businesses and concepts that are coming up. It's really nice to have somewhere where people can really express what they've put into their project. Because it's not always just business. Like, we're not just working on numbers, you know. At the end of the day, when I go home and I sleep in the night, I know that I had a good time at Loop and the people loved it and I see regulars and that just makes me happy. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you can always support Loop by visiting their cafe near DX Bike. I'm going to plug in the Google Map location in the episode description and be sure to subscribe to the show. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.